Hey everyone, this is Chris Ben with the Metro Buzz where we bring leaders from Middle Tennessee on just to talk a little bit about their stories and what they do and just see where this goes and talk all things Nashville, as uh, so to speak. Um, and today we're excited to have Sarah Beth Urban on from Tennessee Whiskey Trail. And we're excited to talk a little bit about her story and what she does for Tennessee Whiskey Trail and what that is all about. So Sarah Beth, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's definitely our pleasure to have you on. Um, now, as we get started here, one thing I like to do on every show, at least right now, because we're everybody's in a tough time right now. Um, so how has COVID affected you and what have you what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy maze that we have? Yeah, so um, I actually had a baby right before COVID started. Um, my second my second boy, Dominic, um, was born February 1st, 2020. So I was the throes of, you know, not new motherhood, but motherhood again with a toddler in tow. And then all of a sudden the world kind of shut down on us. You know, we lost access to our daycare for a little while. We had a lot of family members who couldn't come over. So it was hard going for a while. Fortunately, our daycare has managed to stay open the majority of the time. And so our kids have been able to go. My husband and I have both been working from home, which obviously that pre presents its own set of challenges, yeah. but, um, trying not to use all of the <laughs> so that we can both be on Zooms at the same time. Um, and it's it's been a it's been a challenge. I took this job with the Tennessee Distillers Guild and the Whiskey Trail October 2019. So I oh, was wow. about five months pregnant when I started. I had my son February 1st, left for maternity leave, and then came back to a pandemic. So it's I have had to learn this job in kind of a constantly a, a pattern of flux for me. <laughs> You just never know what's going to happen. That's just like, you know, we launched our other show, the Chris and Sandy show, January of 2020, like I was telling you before the show. And our original plan was 100 interviews with that show that first year. And then COVID happens. And, and I told Sandy, you know what? This may be a blessing for us a little bit because the entertainment world is going to be slowing down. Um, so now some of the people that are bigger may not would come on a new show, might come on now. And because of that, we did over 300 interviews our first year, which then led to this show now coming up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it's it's been it's one of those things that, yeah, meeting with people virtually has at least become easier because everybody's available <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you know, and I think that what this is probably going to teach a lot of people, too, and whether this is good or bad. You know, it could be, I guess, in the eye of the beholder, but I think a lot of people are going to be like, you know, we don't really have to have that face-to-face -face meeting. Let's just jump on Zoom or StreamYard. <laughs> it makes it easier, especially for, I will say for me, um, I so my board of directors, I have a board of directors that's represented from distilleries across the state. Oh, wow. So we have um, folks who are on the board who are from East Tennessee and Memphis and Nashville. And so um, incorporating Zoom into that has made it a lot easier for us to meet, you know, because we can schedule our meetings in person every few months rather than every single month. Um, and so it's given us more opportunity to, to talk more. So take away your title from your job. Who is Sarah Beth? What, you know, tell us your backstory. <laughs> Well, I'm uh, from Nashville originally. I'm from the Nashville area originally. So I'm kind of one of those unicorns in the city. Um, but I grew up here, um, got a lot of family in the area. I met my husband at uh, Middle Tennessee State University just outside of Nashville. 
Um, and I got my degree actually in public history. So oh, wow. a lot of times people wonder how I went from being a museum manager, which is how I started my career. I was the executive director of a historic house museum. I went from there to the executive director of the Tennessee Distillers Guild. Um, well, I did a lot of like management, hospitality and tourism and marketing at the historic site that I worked at. And then I actually moved to Tennessee tourism for about three and a half years. I worked as the middle Tennessee division manager for three years there, um, helping do everything from from, you know, tourist development plans to marketing and working with a Tennessee vacation guide. Um, and I learned, I loved that aspect of my job. I got to meet, wow. I traveled to almost all 95 counties in Tennessee. I regularly traveled to like 40 and middle. And I loved getting to, to meet people and talk to them about tourism. And that's how I got involved with Whiskey Trail too. I met a lot of the distilleries while I was out. And then when the position opened, um, I was able to apply. And I had such, you know, you. I felt like I had such a strong knowledge of Tennessee that it gave me a little bit of a advantage. <laughs> yeah, because for what you, y'all do is kind of, you know, you kind of need that extra um, in that for you. So I think that worked out really good for you. Well, and that's kind of the nice thing too, is my, you know, my board and the distilleries that I work with, they have the whiskey knowledge that we need to promote our business and to make great products. I'm kind of bringing in the organizational management and marketing side of it, where I can kind of keep them on track and on task and getting things done. <laughs> so it takes the best of all worlds. Huh? <laughs> it's uh, my uh, my trail manager that I work with, Kim Mitchell in Blunt uh, Blunt County Tourism. Um, she's probably the one who's put it best, which is it's kind of like herding cats some days, but um, <laughs> really like the cats. It's so fun. <laughs> you know what's funny about the herding cats thing? I remember um, we don't have no animals right now. They pretty much all died. But years ago, at one point, we had four cats in our house, and Somehow, you know, and I always hear the thing about herding. It's almost impossible to herd cats, but I would say something, and they would all go the same direction. And, and Sandy would always joke, says they can't use that you can't herd cats because you do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people just have that natural ability. Um, I actually have a cat at my feet right now, so some with that ability. But I also find it funny that that's the terminology she chose because most of our distilleries have a distillery cat that's there to keep the mice away <laughs> so it's just funny that that is ended up being the terminology <laughs> <laughs> so tell everybody that may not know what is tennessee whiskey trail yeah so the tennessee whiskey trail it's a group of 25 distilleries across the entire state of tennessee from memphis to bristol um literally my cat heard me mention him and now he's trying to get in my lap <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, so it's 25 distilleries from Memphis to Bristol and it's a driving trail. So you can start anywhere. There's no stop starting point. You can start anywhere and travel across the entire state and experience everything from micro craft distilleries to internationally recognized brands like Jack Daniels and George Dickel. Um, we've got amazing stories in each stopping point along the way. Obviously, we have a large number in the Nashville area. Um, out in East Tennessee, we have a ton of moonshiners. Um, over in West Tennessee, Old Dominic is holding down the fort as our only West Tennessee distillery on the trail at the moment, but we're hoping to change that. Um, and it's it's just this incredible experience. It's funny, I actually included the entire Tennessee Whiskey Trail while I was pregnant without oh, drinking wow. a single drop of Tennessee whiskey. So oh, wow. I can attest that you can have fun 
on the Tennessee Whiskey Trail and not drink any of it because the stories are incredible. Um, um, the, processes the processes that they go, they through, go through, through to create their products. Um, there's just so much there. Um, mm. And we've been in operation now since 2017. So obviously 2020 was oh, wow. a little bit of a closed off year. We didn't have a ton of, we still had people coming, but you know, our traffic had to be limited somewhat. Um, so we're really kind of relaunching here in 2021 oh, as a new trail. You know, a lot of people have heard of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. We're a lot larger because we encompass the entire state and we're a lot younger not a lot of people know this but um before 2009 tennessee whiskey or distilleries were only allowed to operate in three counties in the oh, state wow. of tennessee and that's um lincoln uh coffee and more which is where jack daniels george dickel and then pritchard so, so not the even the national area not in the Nashville area. Um, and it was only in 2009 that that was changed. So if you look at the Tennessee whiskey industry, we're very young, we're very new, but we're experimenting with a lot of different stuff. There's a lot of amazing products that have come out just since, you know, we've been able to open up distilleries across the state. So since you've been on your job, excluding COVID, because of course that surprised you the most probably, what surprised you the most so far in your job? I would say, I don't know if it's necessarily surprising or what's just been such an amazing feature of this industry is how welcoming everyone is. Um, like I said, I don't have a background in whiskey. My background's in mm. hospitality and management and marketing. Um, and so I came in here with not a lot of information about, you know, the distillation process. I've been learning a lot um, as I go. And so... I've just been so welcoming everyone has been. No one has, there are no stupid questions in this industry. You can ask the same question three times and three different distilleries will give you different answers about how their processes are. So it's been, it's been fun to be so welcomed into this industry. Um, and I, I love how it's very family-like. It's very just everyone knows everyone and is willing to, to work with anyone and answer questions. It's been really nice to see. And, you know, I think that's just the Nashville or really the Tennessee way, because everybody we've met from the area, you know, it's like it's really, home, you know, even though Nashville is a big city, it's like a big city, but it's really a small town. Yes. Oh, 100 percent. Having grown up here, I went to a small private school in Nashville and I my husband, who's from Pennsylvania, still laughs at how you know, whenever we go out, which obviously isn't that much anymore, but whenever we go out, um, I'll always run into someone that I went to school with. And he's like, you graduated with a class of like 50 people. How do you know everyone actually? <laughs> <laughs> now, a lot of times, as you know, when people are getting big, moving up the corporate ladder and they're getting big in their careers and all that, People don't see the sacrifices that people have to make, the struggles and all that. And you just joined um, this as your a new career and then COVID happens. What are some of the struggles that you've had to go through in the mix of all of this that people might not understand? Oh gosh. I mean, probably the biggest thing is just having to work those late nights sometimes with two kids hmm. at home. Um, you know, if oh. one of them is homesick from school or if their school, their school was closed um, that last two weeks ago, we had the ice storm. They were closed all week. So I would be managing them all day and trying to get work done. And then as soon as they go to bed, it's staying up late to get emails finally answered or to finish up getting our webinar series launched. Um, it's a lot of late nights and early mornings as a working mom, for sure. So that's, that's definitely my biggest challenge. Yeah. 
and we understand that because I mean, it's just me doing this show, but we, my wife and I run the Chris and Sandy show and you know, we've got a just, a just turned two year old Caitlin little girl. And then we also got a nine year old boy, which you'll hear from later because we always bring him on each episode to kind of ask one or two questions to guess if we are a Great. family show. And, um, but we run into that too, even as a couple trying to run all this and we've run it all from home. So you got this two year old and there are times where she don't go down. We try to get her down for a nap for the other show, but sometimes it don't always happen. So sometimes when I Chris and Sandy show, it's just me, or if we have to double book, or if we have two shows that same day, because of course, if we have each day booked and then we got someone that we really want on the show can only do this day. Well, well, I'll do two shows that day. So sometimes she can't be on everything. So trying to balance all of this, even as a couple, is really tough. So I definitely, you know, get get that. Oh, we've definitely had our fair share of, you know, kids running into the screens while we're talking or <laughs> announcing that they have to go potty right as we're doing something. <laughs> um, we've been, of course, this past few weeks has been even more challenging. We're actually in the process of selling the home that we're in and buying another home. And we were trying to get our house ready to be listed. And the boys were out of school the week because it was the week of the ice storm. And I ended up having to take our own listing photos. And of course, my one-year-old would not nap that day. (laughs) So holding a baby screaming and taking (laughs) just mass chaos (laughs) (laughs) you know and of course since everybody's home now at least for the most part still a lot of people everybody's going through this you know it's one of the few things you know when you look back at life before covid everybody lived through so many different things for once everybody's almost on the same playing field Yes. Well, and it's, everybody's so understanding. It's, you know, we're all in the situation. No one can help that their dog, that the mailman came up and their dog started barking right as they're, they unmuted. You know, it's one of those things that there's a little bit of camaraderie in this. I know we have Zoom fatigue. I know we're tired of this and I get it. Trust me. I mean, we're coming up to the year anniversary of this and it's a struggle for sure, but there is those moments when we can all find, you know, a little bit of, humor in you know the videos that we've seen of little girls running on screen when their dad's on or dad or mom are on national television (laughs) (laughs) and and you know um a lot of people don't think about this but imagine if the pandemic would have happened five ten years ago it would have been totally different because you wouldn't have zoom and Streamyard and all these other technology sources it who knows where we would be yeah, it's been, I will say I, as much as, you know, I definitely have my days where I don't want, I don't want to do virtual meetings anymore, mm-hmm. but the ability to see someone's face and interact with them, even virtually with the delay and all the stuff that comes with that, it's just made things a lot easier throughout this whole process for sure. <clears throat> so what is the passport? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we have um, we have an app version of it and a paper version. Um, the app you can download from Google or um, your Apple Store, um, and it's free. And then you have your paper one that you can pick up at any of our distilleries um, along the trail. And that's how you get your stamps. So you go along the trail, you get a stamp um, along each one. If you're doing the app, you actually check in yourself. It's going to pick you up um, based off your location. Um, and then we've added a new program this year, which I was so excited about. We got to add the poker chip program. So as you go along the trail, each distillery has their own poker chip that's got their logo on it and you can collect them as you go. So eventually you'll have 25 poker chips. And our final prize now for the completing the entire Tennessee whiskey trail is a Tennessee whiskey trail branded poker set. 
Oh, cool. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, whiskey and poker, it feels like it goes well together. Um, the poker <laughs> chips, they're, they're small and cheap, and it's something that we can give away without, you know, breaking the bank. But it gives someone something that they can take home with them and remember that right then. Um, we've had a couple people complete the trail since we launched the program, and they've loved the poker chips. It's just wow. such a cool thing. People come in asking for them now. Um, I'm actually to get back out i just don't have my own collection yet so i gotta get back out to all my distilleries and, and start collecting so you gotta get you're, you're behind on the schedule fun. On yeah <laughs> it was just a way to get people excited to get back out on the trail you know we we definitely had our distillery shut down for a while during covid a lot of them pivoted and um created hand sanitizer at the beginning um of the pandemic and gave it away for free to frontline oh, wow. workers a lot of them were able to sell it um to some places and um Stay, oh, stay in business. We had some people who literally the production of hand sanitizer and the sale of it kept them alive during parts of the pandemic. Um, and then, you know, we've kind of shifted to um, being able to um, reopen in smaller numbers with a lot of safety measures there intact. And we're excited to just see hopefully some normalcy return in 2021 and really start welcoming back those You know, just to come and do the trail. We think it's an experience worth having. Yeah, because you know, now granted, you know, because we deal with a lot of entertainers and all that. You know, I think a lot of them believe concerts and all be back this year. But I kind of think that level will be 2022. But I think a lot of stuff will be coming back to semi-normal this year. Though. Yeah, yeah, and we're excited for that. We're still adapting. You know, I mean since things, you know, the vaccine is still rolling out. So we're actually doing our first virtual webinar series. Um, it's oh, wow. going on right now. We've partnered with uh, one of the hosts, John Edwards from Dad's Drinking Bourbon, which mm -hmm. is a very popular bourbon um, podcast. that's actually uh, based here in Nashville. Um, and John oh, knows cool. a ton of our distillers. And so he's hosting a six episode series called Whiskey Wednesdays with the Tennessee Whiskey Trail. We did huh. Did our first one last week on how to distill like a pro. Um, this Wednesday is, would you like to know about barrels? And yes, he is a dad. And yes, that is a dad joke. So it's W-O-O-D. Would you like to know about barrels? Um, oh my gosh, I know. I, I blame him entirely for that one. But um, we bring everything from the distillation process all the way down to kind of a visitor experience. That'll be our last episode. So it goes mm -hmm. for, it runs for the next two weeks, then there'll be a one week break, and then there'll be three more weeks. And um, oh. it's just a great way for us to keep that information out there, to keep connecting with folks, um, let them know a little bit about how the Tennessee, how Tennessee whiskey is made and how Tennessee distillers are making their products, um, yeah. and just to kind of connect with the audience. So tell us some tips for people who, to use an app in your website. Yeah. So our website is tnwhiskeytrail.com. Um, it's mobile friendly as well. So if you want to pull it up on your website, and like I said, or if you want to pull it up on your phone, um, and then you can, like I said, you can get the app from the app store and it'll um, pick up your location whenever you're at one of our distilleries. So you'll just be able to check in right then. Actually, when you open your app, it'll say, hey, it looks like you're at Corsair Distillery. Do you want to check in? Um, and you'll just click yes. And then you show that to the staff at Corsair and they'll hand you your poker chip. Um, you can you can come in and do the tour. You can do the tasting. You can grab cocktails. Most of our distilleries are serving cocktails now. Um, I was a piece of legislation that we got passed a couple years ago to be able to serve cocktails um, at our tasting rooms. 
Um, so it's a, it's a, like I said, there's a, there's multiple experiences for you to have. And we have so many different types of distilleries. We have some that are, you know, Jack Daniels, George Dickel. Those are your typical traditional historic distilleries. Whereas you have places like Postmodern in Knoxville, um, which is very much created around the craft cocktail culture. You can go in and he makes, they make gorgeous cocktails with these amazing spirits that they have. And it's very much geared towards that. So there's a, we like to say there's a distillery for everyone on the Tennessee Whiskey Trail. So since you've been on this career path, um, what are some few moments where you're proud of? What were some things that you've done that you look back and like, wow, I got to do that with this career? Oh, oh, that's a good one. I would say, well, I would say one of the most fun ones I did was actually, um, I guess it would be May of 2019. I actually, I, so I worked, when I worked at Tennessee Tourism, I worked with 40 counties in Middle Tennessee, and I had a tourism contact in each of those counties. And for, there's a, there's a week in May, and the first week of May is called National Travel and Tourism Week. And mm -hmm. for that week, I traveled to all 40 of my counties in five days to hand out wow. a little thank you to all of my partners. It was just a little thing of, M of red, white, and blue M&Ms with the TriStar on it. But it was my way of just saying thank you for all of the hard work that they've done. It was exhausting and <laughs> so fun at the same time. I mean... It's funny as you wouldn't think driving in a car for five days would be exhausting, but like I would get to my last stop and then just crash as myself. <laughs> Forty counties in five days. Wow. It was so fun. I loved I loved it so much. It was one of those like moments where I was like, this is so cool. Um, I'll also say too, I got a chance to do my first TED talk last October oh, cool. in Oklahoma. I did a TEDx event. Um, and that was definitely one of the highlights of my career. I have I used to my and this was actually what my talk was on. I used to be terrified of public speaking <laughs> when I was younger, and I have grown to absolutely love it. And so, doing a TEDx talk was kind of on my list of things to do. And I got to do one last October in Tullahoma, and it was so much fun. A completely different experience than public speaking that I've ever had before, but I oh, loved well. it, and I would absolutely do it again. Yeah, you know, back you know years ago, I was really shy, and I remember um, we were helping launch in our area that we used to live in, uh, young professionals group. Back when I was actually a young professional, instead you know instead of an older professional, um, but um, and I remember that that they for the launch they were looking for like three people to speak for five minutes on any subject you want. I'll do it. Never done it before in my life. Three things I learned. From that, never change what you're going to say the day of. Learn <laughs> that one. Never make it. Never make it um, in front of 250, 300 people as your first. Definitely learn that. And never write. At least for me, don't write out the incomplete speech. That don't work for me. And I remember yeah. getting up there, and I, and I'm like. I couldn't, you know, first off, I couldn't read the paper. So then I, there was a podium. I was like, okay, no big deal. I'll put the paper on the podium. And uh, so I set it down there, but then the podium was like way down there. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, so I couldn't see that. So I'm sitting there, I opened my mouth and nothing was coming out. My wife oh. was freaking, she's on the front row and she's freaking, you know, and I, I, and, and all I could think about in my head was if I walk off of this, I'll probably never speak again. 
I knew I had to finish this no matter what. And I remember we're about a minute. I mean, these pe- these poor people had to put up with me for like a minute. As a minute in, I took a deep breath and says, okay, if y'all don't get anything else out of this, at least you get a good laugh. Everybody laughed and then I nailed the rest. <laughs> hey, that was that's my what first said. experience that's of public speaking. <laughs> That's a, that is a that's a that's a one you'll never forget for sure. If I had been in the audience, I would definitely remember that one. I'm sure. I had a very I'll say too. I had a very similar experience. I was I had um, run for class chaplain when I was in seventh grade, uh, and of course, being the class chaplain means that you have to give the devotional in, in assembly, yeah. which is in front of like 300 middle schoolers, which is maybe the toughest audience of all time. And I, <laughs> Clearly, I got up there, my hand was shaking so badly, I couldn't read my devotional. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, I've signed up for this and I'm I'm never going to be able to give a devotional. Um, And it it took the whole year for me to really get comfortable doing it. But I will say, I do love the the story of just like kind of being like, I'm just going to tell y'all that I'm terribly nervous and then we're going to move past it and move on. I like that a lot. (laughs) And, And of course, I've got a thing anytime I speak, I can tell that little story of what happened the very first time, and then of course, you know, make everybody laugh, and then we, we can nail it. Oh, from yeah, there. exactly. It's an anecdote. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I told Sandy that night when we got home, I was like, well, if nothing else, we've got a great story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yes, definitely. So, as you know, a lot of people, they see you as the front person, but they don't see the teams behind the people that are running things. And to me, the teams never get the love they deserve. And I always want to talk about the teams a little bit. So if you want to take a few moments just to tell us about the teams that kind of helps you be who you are within what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my um, Tennessee Distillers Guild team just because I have our trail manager. Like I, I mentioned her earlier, Kim Mitchell out of Blunt County um, does fantastic work. I mean, she kind of helped put this trail together for this group of distillers when they first started. Um, and she continues to help us with the marketing um, part of it. And also, like I said, the herding of the cats. Um, <laughs> we also have a lobbyist who works for the Guild, um, Jill Talbert. She has done an amazing job getting the Tennessee um, whiskey agenda passed through the state legislature. As you oh, know, wow. in in Tennessee and in the South all over, there's still a lot of prohibition era laws that regulate liquor. Um, And so we've had to fight back against some of that and really stand our ground and ask for parity with the wine and beer because, you know, we're, we're an industry that employs thousands of people. We work closely with the Department of Agriculture because we use local grains. We give our spent mash to local farmers, livestock farmers. Um, We employ people in the communities and then we're tourist attractions as well. We bring people to the communities that spend dollars at our distilleries and at restaurants and attractions. So um, Jill has done a fantastic job being our advocate on the Hill for us. Um, And then, you know, just the distilleries themselves, they, they were the ones who got this going, you know, it was in 2017 that a group of them came together and said, Hey, we really want some sort of tourism attraction that really brings people into our tasting rooms where we can sell our products to them. So the the board of directors that I have behind. Are we there? There you are. (laughs) We got you back. That's one bad thing about video stuff that happens. Double Wi-Fi being used at my house with my husband downstairs on his own Zooms, which he was the other person I was going to mention on my team is 
helping me through this, you know, just helping me through this process, being super supportive um, of this decision because, you know, I left to a degree, I left the security of the state um, to come and work for the Tennessee Distillers Guild and it has paid off. I've loved every second of it. And, you know, speaking of teams, like like I said earlier, we have a co- another co-host, our little nine-year-old. So hopefully Sandy's sending him in now, as she's, hopefully because he is listening on. Um, hey, but hey. he loves to come and ask a couple questions to each guest. And and when Caitlin gets older, she just turned two um, the other day. And when she gets older, we'll be plugging her in the show, too. Because, you know, again, yeah. we want to involve the kids. You know, I know some some careers can't, but if you can, why not? Absolutely. I, you know, our, our industry is obviously geared towards 21 and up, but many of our distilleries offer family tours and allow kids to come and smell or just hear about the process. Um, and that way they can, you know, be appreciative of what's going on. So hi, how are you? Hi, Sarah Buff. So what's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? Spaghetti. I love spaghetti. I could eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What's yours? Mine's pizza. Oh, that's a good one. My, uh, go my boy, both my boys love pizza too. <laughs> and your next question. All right, what's your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show. Well, I will say this right now. I've got a four-year-old son who controls the remote a lot. So I watch a lot of Octonauts. Um, although he did just recently get into Star Wars and I'm really appreciating that. So I would probably say Star Wars right now. What about you? Mine is SpongeBob. Ooh, SpongeBob! My husband's a big fan of SpongeBob. He yeah, grew up on SpongeBob's we, been around for a while. Yeah, that's so funny because sometimes he's not watching it, and Sandy and I will still be watching and realize, oh, he's not even watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't even count the number of times that, like, I've turned on Dino Trucks in the morning for my son before he goes to school, and then he's gone. My husband's taken him to school, and I'm still sitting there watching Dino Trucks. <laughs> And what's been cool about our other show, the Chris and Sandy show, is um, because we bring on entertainers, we've, we've had a, he loves Nickelodeon. So we, there's been a lot of Nickelodeon um, actors that we've been able to get on that show that he's been able to get to talk to. Fun. Who's been your favorite? Uh, all of them. <laughs> all Everybody of them. asks that. And he always says all of them. He will not answer that one. That's all of them. <laughs> hey, that's a good way. People try to ask me what my favorite distillery is in Tennessee, and I always say all of them. Don't even try to get me to answer that question. I'm not getting in trouble like that. <laughs> and neither is he. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Bye. It's good to meet you. Yeah, he definitely loves that. And like I said, you know, he, you know, he he loves them all. Uh, he really does love them. But I remember the um, when the very first video we did because we used to do only audio. Now it's video and audio. But I remember um, our very first video we did was Allie Brooke, and she go. She's a big time singer, but she also does a lot of his Nick shows that he's on. Been on there, and so he was kind of starstruck. I remember he sat down, and he really loved that. And I was like, "Oh, he's got a little crush on her." <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, I definitely. So I would think she's probably his favorite. He probably won't admit that, but yeah, I, I just I, his I like reaction. He's a polit- he's a politician in training. All of them. It's fine. <laughs> I like them all. <laughs> awesome. So, what's next for y'all? 
what's next? So like I said, we're kind of relaunching in 2021, really working on making sure our, um, you know, we have safety measures in place that people feel comfortable coming. Um, obviously, we hope this vaccine rollout goes, you know, as quickly as possible so people can get back out. We really want, you know, people to get back out, get get some of that stress and, and all that stuff gone and travel those back roads of Tennessee and really explore the state. Um, you know, we just, uh, the hospitality industry took such a hit last year. So we want to encourage folks, whether or not you can get on the Tennessee whiskey trail, go to your local restaurants, go, go to your local attractions, spend your money, spend your dollars there. Um, and if you find yourself in Tennessee, definitely visit our distilleries, um, and have just these unforgettable experiences. And if you can't jump on our webinars, cause we're going to be teaching you all about Tennessee whiskey oh, on our webinars. Cool. I love that. Now, as we come to a close, tell everybody how they can either reach out to you, your company, or, or so to speak. Yeah, so you can find us um, tnwhiskeytrail.com um, is our website, and then TN Whiskey Trail is us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, for me, myself, you can just find me. Literally, my handle is at Sarah Beth Urban, so I'm very <laughs> easy to find. Um, I, my, my feed tends to be more about a, the life of a mom with a four-year-old and a one-year-old, but, um, I do occasionally post about whiskey as well. And, um, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I, I, like I said, this industry has been so welcoming. I have loved working in it and I'm so excited to see tw what 2021 brings for us. I think it's going to be a great year. Love that. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today and we look forward to having you back for updates down the road. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Maybe I can bring my four-year-old and they can banter back and forth. <laughs> That'll work. All right. You have a great day. Thank you.